I'm just gonna start recording, cause it's fun. I did a thing! We're gonna be better people by the end of this. The thing that I did! Sarah! I did a thing! Talk about it! Welcome to I Did a Thing, a podcast about unremarkable people doing remarkable things. I'm Sarah. And I'm Birdie. And this week we're going to be talking to our guest Sarah Keeson about her amazing experience as a ninja warrior. I'm so excited. It's going to be cool. I can't wait to hear what she has to say about that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I I actually started watching American Ninja Warrior years ago, but... Um, I was just watching her on my on my TV yesterday, and then we're going to actually talk to the person I saw on my screen, and it's going to be great and really weird, but awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. to. Um, her gym is in my city, so I'm really excited to go, like, experience it. Yeah. With, but... with her. <laughs> That'd be so weird. <laughs> so... If you could be on any reality show, oh. would it be American Ninja Warrior? Okay, so would it be American Ninja Warrior if I had um, better strength, ability, and less fear? <laughs> Maybe. You know, I, I, I don't know if you know this about me. I love reality television. I love um, particularly tra- really bad reality television, like uh-huh. – are you the one is one of them that I watch or, <laughs> or, um, real housewives. Um, actually I think what the, the reality show I would be on is survivor because yeah. it incorporates some of those American Ninja Warrior qualities, uh, but some outdoors and some gameplay. It sounds really stressful in terms of like the gameplay aspect of things and being really, uh, suspicious of everybody else and I have enough anxiety in my life but if all things were great and I could do anything then I think Survivor would be the one that I would want to do yeah I think that would be well either that or I would like to be on um the amazing race okay but at the same time I totally know that I would be one of those people that has, like, the complete and utter meltdown and would, like, yell in a, like, horrible, like, embarrassing... Thousand percent. Yeah. Because, like, I've lost it on people, like, on a regular vacation. (laughs) Not not in a competitive environment. (laughs) Yeah. So if I was having to do a frustrating challenge, I know that I would just be so inappropriate with people (laughs) that maybe I shouldn't do that. Absolutely right. Uh, one of the things I really like about Survivor is that even from like the very very first season, which is crazy to think about how long ago that was, that it's it's always been a show that is has all kinds of different people from all different walks of life. I mean, it's literally like an NFL player and a trucker who would otherwise never have met. Um, I think what's so cool about uh, American Ninja Warrior is that they really seem to support each other and cheer for each other. And um, I was watching one of the the final nights and somebody didn't make it as far as they thought that they were going to, but then was still cheering on their fellow people after that to yeah. 
or when they're cheering folks on that who are going to beat them and, and take their spot, they're still cheering for them because they want them, they love them as a person and want them to do well. I think that is a really cool aspect of that sport. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They are very supportive of each other. I, yeah, I feel like it seems like lots of times the attitude is almost more that it's instead of them competing against each other, they're like almost competing against the obstacles more. Yeah, against themselves. Yeah. And then sharing that experience. It's cool. I also really enjoyed the, um, they have a team version of that and in kind of the quote off season. So right. they team up together and then do it as groups. And I like that too. Yeah, I, only, I think I've only seen that once, but it is pretty fun. It just looks so hard and terrifying, which is, <laughs> I tend to gravitate toward those things that I'm not good at and also are very scary, um, but it looks like extra hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I, I would ever be good at <laughs> 90% yeah. of the things you have to do on that show. Right. I, I definitely don't have a whole lot of upper body strength, so. The cool thing about it, though, is that most of those folks weren't good at those things before they started. Like, there's some rock climbers and some pole vaulters, but some of them, like Sarah, had just started, tra- like, training for that thing and were probably more naturally gifted than I am, but they they didn't have that specific experience before they started doing it. Just part of why I like derby, too. I mean, nobody grow. I mean, now they do. Now children grow up playing derby, but nobody my age grew up playing roller derby. Right. And so there are people who played hockey or have just innate natural ability that I do not possess, but uh, they, they're able to enjoy the sport just as much as I am, just at a different level. Well, should we get into the yeah. thing that I did? Yeah. Let's do a thing I did. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. What did you do? I decided to end my Uber career. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Which I I know it doesn't seem very related to my health and fitness, no, it, but I I feel sure like it is. it is going to free up a lot of my time to put towards um spending on my fitness goals. Um and you your know, mental lately. Well, yeah, I mean, well, so at my other job, my Amazon job, I work um, four tens, which means I have three days a week off, but then I was spending a lot of time on my technically three days off on Uber, yeah. so it wasn't really leaving me much time to really take care of myself, Right. so um, it... it I think is going to be a positive change. I felt once I made the decision to, to stop doing it, I um I felt a big sense of relief. Isn't that amazing <laughs> that that how was, that happens. Yes, that it wasn't an obligation that I had anymore. So oh, I'm so glad to hear that. If something if you decide to not do something and you feel like that, you have made the right choice. Like it's just if something yeah. is lifted from you when you decide to not continue 
uh, doing it, yep, you've done the right thing. I that, love that is very true. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you if you think about quitting something and it makes you you feel, I mean, if you're you're your main reason for continuing continuing to do something is just guilt. Right. That's probably something that you shouldn't be doing anymore. Yeah, or doing it oh. just because you've always done it. Right. Oh, but if you think about quitting something and besides guilt, it it doesn't make you feel bad, then maybe it is something that you should quit. <laughs> right. Agreed. What about you, Birdie? Did you do a thing? I did do a thing. Um, my, I've taken a break from double Dutch for the last couple months because, uh, money and time and lots of other reasons, but I went back this week and I'm so excited. Um, they, I didn't lose, I I can still do the thing. So that was very exciting for me to still be able to do a lot of the same, uh, tricks and Mm -hmm. footwork and things that I was doing before. And then they changed the format of it and mostly they changed the time and date like day of the week which mm-hmm. fits my schedule a lot better which was part of why I wasn't going cool. but uh so I have some friends who are coming with me and it's set up in a like a nightclub atmosphere so it's a little bit more challenging because it's kind of in the in the dim light so mm-hmm. it's, there's a, a disco ball and some black lights and all while you're trying to jump rope and it's really <laughs> fun <laughs> It's harder, cool. but it's fun. I I was never, as a kid, uh, an awesome uh, double dutcher. I mean, I could do I could do the basic, but that was about it. I never got into the tricks. So, you know, I I really believe that ha- three fourths of double dutch is the turning part of it. So turning the rope well, mm-hmm. and if you don't have good turners, it's really hard to jump. Like even even in our controlled environment, not on a playground, mm-hmm. it if we have guest turners or like we're learning how to do it, it mm-hmm. it's really difficult because the timing is off and the height and the like everything is weird. So I never thought about that before, but that makes total sense. If you have bad turners, unless you're very very good at double dutch, which I am not, then it's much more of a struggle. Yeah. And turning is such a good arm workout anyway. Like, I get very tired. My shoulders get very tired. So Yeah, I guess that I, that's another thing that I guess I had never thought about. Because when you're a kid, you're just, like, always so active that it's right. not, like, a thing. But <laughs> You get sweaty, but you don't get tired right, as a child. Yeah. As a grown-up, you get both of those things. <laughs> yeah, it was really well, fun, though. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad to be back. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, should we go ahead and call Sarah? Yes. It's gonna be. I'm so excited, Doctor. She's gonna be, be so, so cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> A famous person on our podcast. Hello there, long distance. Please don't make me wait in vain. Hi, my name's Sarah. I, um. I have been an American Ninja Warrior, and Katie uh, Rasmussen is my friend, and she got me in touch with you guys, and then I listened to some of your podcasts, and it just seemed, um, I don't know, it just seemed like you're having a conversation with a friend, not too Mm -hmm. formal, and 
just kind of inviting. So it seemed <laughs> um, intriguing to me. And then when I reached out to you, you said cool. it'd be a good fit. So I'm like, an excellent. We'll yeah. just make it happen. <laughs> Yay. Cool. So um, American Ninja Warrior, like how? <laughs> how did you get involved in that? How did, yeah, how? <laughs> <laughs> I, my friends just describe me as a big kid. Like I never really grew up. Um, and playing gets a lot harder the older you get, I found. Right. You know, in school, there's always organized sports. Um, same thing with college. Usually right out of college, there's some leagues that tend to work. Um, and then I just kind of, I lost, I lost my playground and I didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And I saw this show with this woman my age, you know, an adult, a grown up playing on this massive jungle gym that just seemed amazing <laughs> and I wanted it. So I started going to a local ninja gym. I was horrible. I was so bad. I looked at the gym and I tried to um, pick the easiest obstacle. So I picked the rings, you know, like the mm-hmm. rings that you'd find on the playground. And mm-hmm. I just tried to hang on them and I felt like I was going to dislocate my shoulders um so it you're was right. at I'm that so p- glad you're saying these things do it it's whatever your thing is just do something that makes you happy and like kind of I don't know lights that fire whatever that is so right yeah. oh man I almost didn't go back I w- decided that I have to had to go back at least once a week so that I could do more than one obstacle mm-hmm. or I just needed to pick a different sport. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a great attitude. Just try it a couple times. And then, um, I was, a uh, totally different topic, but there was, I'm getting into bullet journaling and the person I was looking at, was like, you have to do it for three months before you decide if you don't like it or not, because oh, you just, you're going to fail. It's going to look like crap. Right. <laughs> and then you'll find, you'll figure it out. You'll find your, happy spot. That's great. Yeah. I think that's huge. I think it's huge to be content with your failure, especially at first. I think that throws a lot of people off and it's, it's kind of a bummer, you know, because everyone's going to fail if you're trying something new. It's not going to, hardly are you going to walk into something and be like, yep, I'm amazing at this. (laughs) (laughs) Especially as grownups, we're not good at at doing things we're not good at. Like, no, there's so many options in the world now. Like if I'm not good at something, I can just do something else, but it's nice to work hard and get better at something. It's, it's wonderful. And now, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm teaching kids how to do this stuff. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's so cool watching how happily kids fail at stuff over and over. Cause to them, it's just fun. And I look at this kid trying this obstacle you know, 50 times in the span of a, of an hour. And he's just thrilled. And an adult might try it once, maybe twice. And then they'd get embarrassed. And I'm like, I want to be like that kid. Like, just, just don't even yeah. worry about what anyone, I don't know about the failure, about what you look like, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before you started, um, or that first time that you went, um, what kind of, I mean, did you consider yourself like a fit, in shape person or were you starting like from the couch basically great question um that is a good question I would say that I I have I've always been active but that was in a point in my life when I hadn't been active for 
about a year. So I wasn't, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't in the best shape of my life. I wasn't in very good shape, but I had a lot of muscle memory from sports that I'd done in the past. So it wasn't mm-hmm. too far away from that, if that makes sense. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, at the same time, it, it makes it even less surprising that you weren't able to just walk in there and immediately dominate the, <laughs> the ninja warrior. <laughs> but that's inspiring. Like I, most yeah. of the people probably listening don't have, well, certainly very few people have ninja warrior experience to begin with, but um, to walk in somewhere and not know what the hell you're doing is, is all of us. <laughs> yeah. Like anybody yeah, who would yeah, want to try yeah. this has never done it before. So that's so amazing. It's, yeah, it was nerve-wracking for sure, but I Did mean, you with I, people? Um, no, my sister. I went by myself, and it. Um, Good for you. I was getting frustrated because my my friends didn't want to do the same kinds of things I wanted to do, so I was complaining to my sister, as sisters often do. <laughs> and my sister <laughs> is an amazing woman, and she's like, you know what, just do whatever you want, and you're gonna find people there that want to do the same thing. It's much better doing it that way than trying to convince your friends to do something they don't want to do because they're not going to stay right. with it. And it clicked for me. I'm like, that's true. I'm not going to force my friends that have no interest in this stuff <laughs> to, co- to come with me. Right, yeah. People talk all the time about how they don't know how to meet people or um, find like when you move to a new city or something and you're trying to find yeah. new friend groups, like that, that's how you do it. You just got to show up places that interest you. And then you're going to find people who you like because they're in, you're into the same stuff. Yeah. yeah it's definitely. scary. It's so scary. So scary. <laughs> As a, I think I, I think I pulled over once on the way to, to the gym the first time and I sat there and I was like, I am, am I really going to do this? Like, you can just go home if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Good um, talk. Yeah. But it's, it's going out of your comfort zone and it's, it's a scary place to be. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes though, it helps to remember in those situations, like, especially something like that, um, where it's a situation where, you know, the people there are there because they love doing whatever it is that, you know, when you, when you're the person on the other side and you see a brand new person walk through the door, you're never like, oh, I can't believe another person yes. showed up to share this thing that I yeah, love doing. Right? No, <laughs> like, it's always like, so yes, true. a brand new person. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it is. I think we've all been there like, oh, I'm going to get there and I'm going to be embarrassed. And everyone will know I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to look like an idiot. But, I mean, that's not what. I mean, I guess maybe there's some jerks out there that that's what's in their head, but <laughs> most people are just excited. That's such a good point. Cause like normal, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be like, Oh man, why are they here? But I just, I think I get nervous and I assume that that's what other people m- might think. Right. That's such a good point. I well, like that. Yeah. Or I guess sometimes too, I think part of it is, um, feeling like you're going to put, um, people out by like, showing up and not knowing how what to do and then they're gonna have to help you but I think really when it's I mean what you're doing is showing up and saying like I'm interested in this thing that you're excited about and giving that person you know other people opportunities to share with you you know something that they love 
And who doesn't like that? <laughs> Everybody loves that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you feel important you just too. It. Like you're giving people the opportunity to feel cool and important. That's what you're doing when you walk in somewhere <laughs> new and ask for help. That's exactly. What, that's what I need to start thinking. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't want to feel like they're valued and, and no shit, right? Exactly. Everybody likes that. Yeah. So how long did it take you from that very first time when you, you couldn't even barely hang on to the rings to getting to the point that you thought, like, maybe you could actually be on the show? Um, man, I that's a good question, too. I, I never got to that place. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I never really thought that I could be on the show. I just um, went for it anyway and was surprised every step. It was because I don't... Um, I had Lyme disease for a good nine months before I went on the show. So between recovering and stepping on the first obstacle, I had six weeks to train. So I wasn't very hopeful, but um, I don't think, I don't think there's ever a time I'm ready for something. You just have to do it anyway. (laughs) So that's what I've been trying to convince myself of with stuff like this like I'm never gonna wake up and be like man I'm ready I'm 100% ready to hit that course you know it's always gonna be like right a little bit of panic right before I step on of what did I what did I sign myself up for can you tell us about your course so it's the floating steps right and then then it changes from that point forward depending on where you were yeah shoot I'm gonna butcher the names too um it's uh, the slider, I think is what they call it. So you have these two handles that you hold on to, and then you yep. slide down and have to grab, grab basically like a punching bag type oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually you have to grab something at the end of a thing you slide on. Yeah. That's <laughs> the second thing. Yeah, the second thing. It's never just one thing. <laughs> right. Um, and then it was the balance obstacle, and that one was a rough one. Um. It was a rolling log with Oof. a movable button in the middle that you're supposed to stand uh, on. And dude, then another. Oh, that. Yeah. That looks brutal. Yeah. Because you can't um, push off of it without it being unsteady. No, yeah. And that's, uh, they actually made it, they started off with making it much looser than they ended it up for the show. So I'm really glad that they didn't keep it as loose as they were initially thinking. <laughs> But yeah, that took a lot of people out. Um, and I was lucky enough to make it past that twice. Wow. Wow. And then it was the crank it up obstacle. So you, okay. it's like a ratchet that you have to pull up on these levers to get your body up. And then you do laches to another set of ratchets and do it again. <laughs> you did all of these things, Sarah? You did that? Um, yeah. And With then your I body. Went for- <laughs> <laughs> and more importantly, your brain. Like that takes to, sorry, I'm, I'm starstruck. I think, uh, from going <laughs> from the rat, well, the ratchet itself, it looks fucking hard, but yeah. then to then launch your body in the air and then grab onto what looks to be like a small tube of metal and not then plummet into the water is incredible. Like just thinking about doing it makes me terrified. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, it, yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. It's fun. They're fun obstacles, but yeah. I, 
I don't know what to tell you. My expectations were low. I'm like, well, I haven't really been training that long. <laughs> You're just, just amazing. Have fun and go. And I think that actually made it better because there's there wasn't that pressure on me. So right, my shoulders yeah. were clear of that stress. Right. I'm, I was just there to have fun and do my best. And I always perform better with that than when people think I'm going to do well. <laughs> yeah. So was that your last obstacle? Do you? Did you fall on that one? Yeah, I fell on, um, for the qualifying course, I fell on the ratchet, but that, I was not really far. That's yeah. I was, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the top five women go on, uh, top five move on to finals. And then it's the, that's the extended two. course. And I fell okay. at the same spot and then the oh, top two go to Vegas. So I was okay. the top two for that. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> top that was this season then yes yep yep okay I'm not caught up yet oh you're fine yeah I was gonna I was gonna ask you to explain a little bit about how I mean you kind of referred to it but how the actual like taping and everything works because the main thing that I've heard about it is that you're basically there like all night long yeah until the wee hours of the morning yeah (laughs) They um they have a spot outside and it's not an it's it's just on the street so they kind of block off this spot where the um, competitors can go and you're you're there for the remainder and it starts uh, I think they do check-ins at three or four p.m. and you're there until about seven in the morning. Damn. Um, wow. And the thing that I wasn't expecting, but it makes sense, is. My adrenaline's so high, so I, I'm up the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I found out that I made it. So they give you this packet at 7 in the morning of 30 pages of paperwork you have to go through and sign. And then you oh have to be God. back by 3 p.m. the next day to film finals. So it's back-to-back. Wow. Um, oh, wow. And it's even worse for Vegas finalists. Um, those athletes are insane because they do stage one the first night. And then they do stage two, three, and four the second night. So the people who make it oh on, sometimes they only get, depending on how many people make it, sometimes they only get a half-hour break, a couple-hour break between those stages. Your forearms oh, must wow. be destroyed. I can't imagine. It just makes me admire these people so much more when they can get past stage right, two yeah. and three in one night, you know? Right. right, yeah. Yeah, when you see it on TV, like a week has passed between those those events, so it you don't have any idea that the person has actually just literally finished yeah. the, doing the previous stage. Yeah, seeing behind the scenes stuff um, is there's a guy that got sick and went to the hospital after stage one, and then he went back the next day and finish stage two like just oh my god it's insane (laughs) what what people are able to do with their bodies it's just insane wow wow um my question was about how being uh, a woman in this sport might be different than than being a man because I know that several years ago basically there weren't any women doing it and then this year finally they have some larger benchmarks but like the the five going on to the finals and the or the what semi-qualifying round or whatever and then the right. two going on to the finals 
that's new this year, isn't it? Yeah, that that's the new one. It used to just be wild cards. So right. um, there's been a few women in the past who qualified for Vegas um, legitimately. And yeah. Jessie Graff um, oh, is one of those. Her. She's amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> but then all the other women, they just kind of chose because they're like, we can't have a finals with one woman, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of guys. Um, and so then they decided to make it based on how well you competed instead of just randomly. And that was new mm-hmm. this year. And that was the only reason that I was able to move on. So I am so stoked that I got called this year instead of last year. Yeah. One of the things my friends and I were debating about is, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing to have, um, quote, in, in, in our world, this is a good type of special treatment, but a special treatment for, for women in this. And then my annoyance was that it, if two women got into the top, however many need to go on to the next round na- naturally, then those are the top yeah. two women. So mm-hmm. I felt like there should be the top and then the next set of top two women. I don't know. There should be more no, women is what I'm saying. I've, I go back and forth myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the setup made it so that I was able to go and I'm grateful for that experience and I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that attracted me to this show to begin with was that um, it's the same course for men and women. It's yeah. the same standards right. for men and women. And I really like that. Um, but if year after year, the, you know, the top people aren't women, they're, they're trying to think of a way to make it fair to be more inclusive to include more women um but it's funny because even the women who go talk about um qualifying for real and qualifying for real is being in that Mm -hmm. original group of top 30 athletes to move on to finals and top 15 athletes to move on to vegas so that's still a goal for most of the women that are here um to to qualify for real (laughs) I mean, the, the yeah. course is kind of set up to be for men to be more successful on it just because of body physiology, like upper body strength is not right. Uh, you know, although, I mean, having watched the show, having watched the show, I've, I mean, there's it's you have to be so good at such a variety of things. Like, I've definitely seen guys on the show that you know were. Um, like especially some of the male gymnasts that have been mm-hmm. on the show that ha- have like a whole lot of upper body strength, but they're also short. And right. so then some of the obstacles, they just don't have the height. And then, you know, on some of the other obstacles, like the taller guys struggle. So I do like it that. Is that definitely, yeah. And that's one of their, their goals too, is they found that they were designing the obstacles um, so that rock climbers, in particular could Mm -hmm. dominate. (laughs) Yeah. And then they came up with a couple up, then they came up with more um, agility based obstacles. And then do you know the um, body prop? Do you know the body prop, that obstacle? Mm -hmm. Yes. The one where they uh, push against two sides and they have to like. Yep. That's um, really hard for rock climbers because. Yeah. The plank. Yep. Because usually rock climbers wrists aren't that flexible. So they keep coming mm. up with um, different obstacles so that one uh, specific group of people aren't going to dominate. 
Yeah. It's but really cool that folks have been able to submit their own ideas for obstacles and then they're starting to make them. Like that ratchet, yeah. isn't that a, a, a watcher, a viewer's idea? Yeah, I think that um, I think that was that's that's been super uh, fun for me to see because one of the obstacles that was picked this year was designed by a seven year old, and I just imagine how <laughs> stoked that seven year old is watching TV yeah. and being like, "I made that up." <laughs> yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I definitely have enjoyed the clips too, where they you know they show some of the athletes like in their backyard with their backyard setups, like doing it with their kids. Yeah. There's like kids that. that are stronger than me now. It's insane. <laughs> I like that some of those backyard setups are, are adaptations of the surroundings that they're already, that were already there. So it's not, it doesn't look super expensive to set one up. I mean, it takes time and money and effort, but um, in general, it can be your barn or yeah. it can be this right, massive yeah. structure that you've built, but all in all, you can adapt a lot of the things around you to make it happen. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be an expensive sport, is what I'm saying. No, no, you can. Um, there's a woman that made it. Oh, gosh. Jen, Jennifer Tavernier. She was my trainer and she's a phenomenal athlete. She was uh, in the winning team for Team American Ninja Warriors. Mm-hmm. So she came yeah. in first place. Mm-hmm. She started off with just a pull-up bar. That's all she did. She's like, this is what I have, so this is what I'll use. So she just did a ton of stuff with her pull-up bar. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I, I would be so impressed with myself if I could just do a pull-up. Uh, pull-up, yeah, pull-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, so am I understanding correctly that now um, che- teaching at your ninja gym is like your full-time job? Yep. I recently uh, quit my restaurant job. I've been a server bartender for a decade, so that was kind of nerve-wracking for me. And now I'm coaching at Conquer Ninja Warrior full-time. So, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any um, advice or tips for people who are interested in making like fitness a career? Um, it's, it's, it's all about connections really. And I didn't realize that it just kind of organically happened for me. Um, things just fall into place. The more you, if you want to do something, just get involved any way you know how, and then you're going to meet people that do that stuff too. And your, your circle of people in your circle of knowledge is just going to get bigger and bigger. And I've known that with almost every sport that I've participated in as an adult, it's, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll find out as I go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They say that about comedy and writing also. Like, if you want to do it, you just have to do it. Until I think that's true with a lot of things. Just yeah. quit making yeah. excuses and just do it and see, and just keep doing it and see what happens. Yeah, you're not going to be good at it for a while, but you're doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what you wanted to do, right? So. Yeah. And do the thing, right? Just, just get up and do the thing. Yeah, do <laughs> That's the thing. my advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you? What has been your favorite part of this so far? That's probably a, a large question. What's one uh, of your favorite things? Um, I like teaching little girls the most, and I like that something clicks in their head when they see another female do something in a way that it doesn't click when they see a guy do it, and it's 
it gives me the shivers and it's so exciting for me because um, it j- the look in their eyes like, cool, I can do that too. And I'm like, yeah, yes, you can. <laughs> awesome. If that's what you want to do. And that's, yeah. that's what I love. Um, you know, I see little girls come in the gym and oftentimes they're way more timid and they need a little bit more encouragement. And just the fact that I can show them that it's possible for a female to do it mm-hmm. makes them shed some of that fear. And I really like that. I really like that a lot. Yeah, that is that is very cool. Very, very cool. Amazing. That's my favorite. <laughs> I can talk to you forever. This is, this is really cool. You're great, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just, I've been saying I'm not great at nighttime fun, but I'm really good at daytime fun. Like I go to bed early and I'm boring and I don't drink or party or do all that stuff. But like, this is, this is daytime fun. This is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good, wholesome climbing on obstacles fun. It's good. And then you meet more people that are like that too. Cause like, like I said, I was in the restaurant business. So most of the, you know, it's a it's a night atmosphere with nighttime fun, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, I want to go home and knit and watch TV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for all of the people that you have now inspired to go out and find a ninja gym in their area, um, do you have any tips on how to find find one and how to know if the one that you're going to is a good gym? Um. That's a good question. This, uh, they're all just kind of popping up. So, um, it's fairly new yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I work at Concord Ninja Warrior and obviously I work there cause I love it. So I'd recommend that, but it's, you gotta find some place that you're, you're happy and that you love and that you want to go to. That's what, mm-hmm. if that's, if that's Concord Ninja Warrior, that's great. If that's a parkour gym down the street, rock and roll, like <laughs> just, Find some place where the the people are, you know, kind and encouraging and pushing you to be the person that you are hoping to be. And I think that's yeah. that's your place. You got to find your tribe. You got to find your people. Yeah, that's definitely has been a theme on on the podcast is yeah to just keep looking till you find find your tribe, like you said. Yeah, it's beautiful when you do. It's just awesome. <laughs> Cool. Thanks so much, Sarah, for being on our podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for for inviting me and chatting with me. (laughs) (laughs) I love Sarah. She's so awesome. She's my favorite. (laughs) I think we're best friends now. I'm not sure. I don't know if she agrees, but I'm pretty sure we're best friends. (laughs) Yeah, you – I'm so – I'm totally psyched to hear back from a report back from you (laughs) from when you go meet up with Sarah at her gym. Yes. I think, yeah, I think it's, I I don't know. And I'm super glad that she lives near you and not me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you just have to come here and come with me. Maybe, maybe at some point. Yeah. I have a friend I want to bring with me, but uh, she's going to be very good at it. And I'm afraid (laughs) I should just choose somebody else that is... (laughs) Uh, gonna be equally terrible. <laughs> or you could just go, just you. I could. Like Sarah did. I mean, she like, was, she was brave true. by herself. That's true. I did, I did really like her 
kind of her philosophy of, um, you know, just go ahead and do a thing um, if it's something that interests you. Like, I guess when I was in my early 20s, I had a really bad birthday one year because oh, no. I was expecting my boyfriend at the time to um, make a plan for my birthday. Oh, no, you can't expect boys <laughs> to do that. And what I got out of that is and kind of what I've tried to stick to ever since is that if there's something that I want to do, then I will make the plans to do it. Hell yes. And then, you know, like, I'll invite other people to join me. But if they don't want, if nobody else is interested in it, I'm not going to let that stop me. Like, I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and do it by myself if, if that's what I have to do. Good for you. Um, I so, agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, just like I think Sarah's experience showed, like, once you get there... There will be other people who love doing the thing that you're interested in. Exactly. You're going to a place that right. people who are there want to be there. So yeah. you're going to find people who are like you. I love that. Well, um, should we give a little challenge zone update? Yes. I'm so excited to talk about it. Challenge zone. Let's talk about the challenge zone. How's your challenge zone going, Sarah? I actually, uh, surprised it's going so much better than ah. I feared. I mean... We are on day nine. Nine. So I did already do mine today. Me too. Me too. And, and um, yeah, I, I was able to do nine push-ups and it wasn't horrible. I, I So far, I haven't gotten to the point where I... I mean... Yeah, that I feel like I can't do them or anything like that. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm just doing them. Good for... Yes. My biggest thing right now is remembering to breathe. Because I get to about the fourth one and I'm like, oh my god, it's terrible. And then I remember I haven't breathed yet. So then I'm like, okay. <laughs> I have the same thing. Yeah, I keep having to remind myself, like, this will be easier if you breathe during that. Yes, your muscles need oxygen in order to function. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, uh, day nine is going okay. I think one through four were like, eh, what what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I doing one push up? Yeah. But then yeah. once I got to five, I've been like, oh okay, that's why I'm, that's why I'm <laughs> building into this because these are gonna get hard soon. Yeah, I feel like this is the make or break week kind yep. of like if we're it's, in it. Yeah, it's gonna if it's gonna start getting harder, it's gonna start getting harder this week. That's I agree. I, I'm, We're there. I've been telling myself, though, like, maybe it'll just, like, it'll just be easy. It'll just be one more every day. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll not be fine. that much. More push-up. I want to know how other folks are doing, so feel free to uh, post about it. Yeah. Let's hear about it. Should we wrap it up with the thing that I love? Yes. I love the things I love. This is my favorite part of the podcast. I love fruits. <laughs> My sweet pleasure. I always have things I'm bursting about because I love, I love everything. But I want to hear about yours first. Um, I guess the thing that I love is now that it's getting into fall, mm, I, I got fall. out, I busted out um, the foot warmer that I have for my bed. What? Which is a is pretty this? awesome thing. It's basically, I, my, my, my wonderful brother got it for me for Christmas this last year, 
And it's basically like a giant heating pad okay. that goes on the foot of the bed um, in between like the fitted sheet and the actual mattress. What? Um, and so it, it's long enough that it covers the whole foot of the bed, but it only comes up to like probably about two, two and a half feet up the, the bed yeah. from the foot. Um, and so then, you know, a little while before you're, you're ready to go to bed, like, you know, maybe even just 10 or 15 minutes before you're ready to go to bed, you turn it on. And then when you get in the foot of your bed, is all cozy and warm. That's amazing. It's amazing. How do I... <laughs> I'm wondering if I would like that though. It sounds like a great idea when I'm falling asleep, but when I, when I'm in the middle of the night, I like to hang my feet out of my covers. Mm. So I'm wondering if it would be too warm. Yeah, I, um, I mean, yeah, obviously I had taken it off for the summertime because it wasn't a thing I needed at all at the summertime. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take too long for it to, you know, if you turn it off, then it, it stops being, you know, warm sure. right away. So, um, and it, it does have, it's like, it has a control kind of like a, an electric blanket and it has a long cord so you can have the nice. control up, you know, near the head of the bed uh, oh, if you need to turn glorious. it off during the night. But for, yeah, usually it, it's, it doesn't, it's not too warm. It, it also has, the one that I have has um, three settings. So like low, medium mm-hmm. and high. So yeah. You know, one time I, uh, we were going to go on a staycation and stay in a hotel, and mm-hmm. we decided not to do that, and instead I bought all new bedding for the mm-hmm. same, pr- I mean, it was basically the same price right. as a hotel night, so that would be something to buy for yourself as a little, like, treat Yeah. in, in that kind of situation where you want your bed to be kind of a, a sanctuary, a nice, warm, yeah. cozy place. Yeah, it wasn't too expensive. I, I mean, I think I, I know it wasn't more. I mean, my brother's a college student, and he mm. could afford to buy it for me for Christmas. So nice. that gives you an idea of <laughs> how much it cost. I, I know I don't think it was more than forty dollars. So that's amazing. Yeah, and it definitely it also you know it's 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 like I said it basically is a giant heating pad. So um, it's also nice if if you're your your legs or your feet are feeling sore. Oh, yeah, I bet that is good. Ooh. What about you, Birdie? What's the thing that you love this week? You know, mine is very similar to yours. I think that the, the change in season is prompting us to get nice and, like, hunkered down in our warm beds since we live in the north uh, Midwest area. Uh, mine is I have a quilt that I received as a child from my Aunt Susan, and uh, I busted it out recently because it's gotten warmer or cold. It's got, I needed to be warmer. It's gotten cooler out. Um, I, I quilt myself, so I, I make a lot of quilts, but I have not been given a lot of quilts over my lifetime. I think I own two that I haven't made myself, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. So it's mm-hmm. like it's backed with an old sheet, and it's made out of flannel and kind mm-hmm. of a corduroy material, and it's just really warm and it's at least 30 years old and it just I've been patching it recently because it's so 
threadbare now that Mm -hmm. like there's probably more of my own patching stitches than actually like stitches holding the damn thing together (laughs) but it's like being wrapped in a hug and it makes me cozy and happy and comfortable i love it my dad um on his side of the family has like a family heirloom that my i think it was my great grandmother made Mm -hmm. um and it's all squares like when um like the men in the family they their suits got worn out she would take a a square of the wool and make and use that to make a, a patchwork quilt oh my gosh that sounds amazing and there's also sort of on a related thing there's a a company um that will take your old um, t-shirts like they especially mm-hmm. advertise to runners who get all kinds of yeah. race t-shirts and they'll take your t-shirts and turn it into a quilt yes um that is so. one thing i will not make <laughs> um if you ask a quilter to make a t-shirt quilt uh th- it's better to go through a third party like that there's some groupons out there that will do mm-hmm. them um it it's quite a it's quite labor intensive, actually, because you have to back the t-shirts so that they don't mm. stretch. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of boring anyway for yeah. like, a, like a quilter to do it. So if you can convince somebody to do it for you, but they, they're more expensive if you have somebody do it, then maybe you would want to pay for such a thing. So going to a company to do it is probably a better choice. Right, yeah. Unless yeah. that person loves you a lot and will do it <laughs> for you. I don't yeah. love anybody that much. <laughs> it's definitely though a good I mean like it's a good way to save things yes. like that because it is easy especially with something like a t-shirt to end up with something a bunch of t-shirts oh, that yes. have sort of a sentimental value but really you don't need you're never going to wear them all And <laughs> right I have a million so, derby shirts, and then right. when I worked in residence life, I, we got t-shirts for everything, so mm-hmm. I completely relate to that. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Well, that's the thing I love. I, I have a lot of other things I love, but they can be for another day. Yeah. Are you ready to wrap it up? Then? I think so. I think that's all of the fun that we can have for one day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening to our podcast, I Did a Thing. You can find us at ididathingpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ididathingpodcast. Uh, sorry, at ididathingpod, excuse me. We are on Facebook. That's primarily where we post the most content at ididathingpodcast. And even on Instagram at ididathingpod. If you have questions or comments, want to say hi, interested in being on the show or giving us advice for the things that we've asked for, please email us at ididathingpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Now go do a thing. Go do a thing. Do a thing. Do a thing. Yeah. Cool. Wait, you do double dutch? <laughs> yeah.
That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, I, I think you guys. That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, think Birdie needs to go and visit you at the ninja gym, and then she needs to take you to a double Dutch class. Yeah, pretty much oh my gosh. Let's swap. <laughs> Let's swap. That'd be so much fun.